Chapter Nine of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume One by Eugène Sue. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine: The Surprise. We have said that Goualeuse was sitting on the trunk of a fallen tree at the edge of a deep ditch. Suddenly, a man springing up from the bottom of this hollow shook the rubbish from him under which he had concealed himself and burst into a loud fit of laughter. Goualeuse turned around, screaming with alarm it was the chourineur don't be frightened my girl said the chourineur when he saw her extreme fear and that she had sought protection from her companion ah master rodolph here's a curious meeting which i am sure neither you nor i expected then he added in a serious tone listen master people may say what they like but there is something in the air there up there above our heads very wonderful which seems to say to a man go where i send you see how you two have been sent here it is devilish wonderful what are you doing there said rodolph greatly surprised i was on the lookout in a matter of yours master but thunder and lightning what a high joke that you should come at this particular moment into this very neighbourhood of my country-house there's something in all this decidedly there is something but again i ask you what are you doing there all in good time i'll tell you only let me first look about me for a moment the chourineur then ran towards the coach which was some distance off looked this way and that way over the plain with a keen and rapid glance and then rejoined rodolph running quickly will you explain to me the meaning of all this patience patience good master one word more what's o'clock half past twelve said rodolph looking at his watch all right we have time then the chouette will not be here for the next half hour the chouette cried rodolph and the girl both at once yes the chouette in two words master i'll tell you all yesterday after you had left the tapis franc there came a tall man with a woman in man's attire who asked for me i know all about that but then then they paid for my liquor and wanted to draw me about you i had nothing to tell them because you had communicated nothing to me except those fisticuffs which settled me all i know is that i learned something then which i shall not easily forget but we are friends for life and death master rodolph though the devil burn me if i know why i feel for you in the regard which the bulldog feels for his master it was after you told me that i had heart and honour but that's nothing so there's an end of it it is no use trying to account for it so it is and so let it be if it's any good to you many thanks my man but go on the tall man and the little lady in men's clothes finding that they could not get nothing out of me left the ogresses and so did i then going towards the palais de justice and i to notre dame on reaching the end of the street i found it was raining pitchforks points downward a complete deluge there was an old house in ruins close at hand and i said to myself if this shower is to last all night i shall sleep as well here as in my own crib so i rolled myself into a sort of cave where i was high and dry my bed was an old beam and my pillow a heap of lath and plaster and there i slept like a king well well go on we had drank together master rodolph i had drank too with the tall man and the little woman dressed in man's clothes so you may believe my head was rather heavy 
and besides nothing sends me off to sleep like a good fall of rain i began to snooze but i had not been long asleep i think when aroused by a noise i sat up and listened i heard the schoolmaster who was talking in a friendly tone with somebody i soon made out that he was parleying with the tall man who came into the tapis franc with the little woman dressed in man's clothes they in conference with the schoolmaster and the chouette said rodolph with amazement with the schoolmaster and the chouette and they agreed to meet again on the morrow that's to-day said rodolph at one o'clock this very moment where the road branches off to saint-denis and la revolte this very spot just as you say master rodolph on this very spot the schoolmaster oh pray be on your guard monsieur rodolph exclaimed fleur de marie don't be alarmed my child he won't come it's only the chouette how could the man who with a female in disguise sought me at the tapis franc come into contact with these two wretches said rodolph ah faith i don't know and i think i only awoke at the end of the affair for the tall man was talking of getting back his pocket-book which the chouette was to bring here in exchange for five hundred francs i should say that the schoolmaster had begun by robbing him and that it was after that that they began to parley and to come to friendly terms it is very strange mon dieu it makes me quite frightened on your account monsieur rodolph said fleur de marie master rodolph is no chicken girl but as you say there may be something working against him and so i am here go on my good fellow the tall man and the little woman have promised two thousand francs to the schoolmaster to do to you i don't know what the chouette is to be here directly to return the pocket-book and to know what is required from them which she is to tell the schoolmaster who will undertake it fleur de marie started rodolph smiled disdainfully two thousand francs to do something to you master rodolph that makes me think that when i see a notice of a dog that has been lost i don't mean to make a comparison and the offer of a hundred francs reward for his discovery i say to myself animal if you were lost no one would give a hundred farthings to find you two thousand francs to do something to you who are you then i'll tell you by and by that's enough master when i heard this proposal i said to myself i must find out where these two dons live who want to set the schoolmaster on the haunches of monsieur rodolph it may be serviceable so when they had gone away i got out of my hiding-place and followed them quietly i saw the tall man and little woman get into a coach near notre dame and i got up behind and we went on until we reached the boulevard de l'observatoire it was as dark as the mouth of an oven and i could not distinguish anything so i cut a notch in a tree that i might find out the place in the morning well thought of my good fellow this morning i went there and about ten yards from the tree i saw a narrow entrance closed by a gate in the mud there were little and large footsteps and at the end of the entrance a small garden gate where the traces ended so the roosting place of the tall man and the little woman must be there thanks my worthy friend you have done me a most essential piece of service without knowing it i beg your pardon master rodolph but i believed i was serving you and that was the reason i did as i did i know it my fine fellow and i wish i could recompense your service more properly than by thanks but unfortunately i am only a poor devil of a workman 
although you say they offer two thousand francs for something to be done against me i will explain that to you yes if you like but not unless somebody threatens you with something and i will come across them if i can the rest is your affair i know what they want listen to me i have a secret for cutting fans in ivory by a mechanical process but this secret does not belong to me alone i am awaiting my comrade to go to work and no doubt it is the model of the machine which i have at home that they are desirous of getting from me at any price for there is a great deal of money to be made by this discovery the tall man and the little woman then are workpeople with whom i have been associated and to whom i have refused my secret this explanation appeared satisfactory to the chourineur whose apprehension was not the clearest in the world and he replied now i understand it all the beggars you see they have not the courage to do their dirty tricks themselves but to come to the end of my story i said to myself this morning i know the rendezvous of the chouette and the tall man i will go there and wait for them i have good legs and my employer will wait for me i came here and found this hole and taking an armful of stuff from the dunghill yonder i hid myself here up to my nose and waited for the chouette but lo and behold you came into the field and poor goualeuse came and sat down on the very edge of my park and then i determined to have a bit of fun and jumping out of my lair i called out like a man on fire and now what do you propose to do to wait for the chouette who is sure to come first to try and overhear what she and the tall man talk about for that may be useful for you to know there is nothing in the field but this trunk of a tree and from here you may see all over the plain it is as if it were made on purpose to sit down upon the rendezvous of the chouette is only four steps off at the cross-road and i will lay a bet they come and sit here when they arrive if i cannot hear anything then as soon as they separate i will follow the chouette who is sure to stay last and i'll pay her the old grudge i owe her for the goualeuse's tooth and i'll twist her neck until she tells me the name of the parents of the poor girl for she says she knows them what do you think of my idea master rodolph i like it very well my lad but there is one part which you must alter oh chourineur do not get yourself into any quarrel on my account if you beat the chouette then the schoolmaster say no more my lass the chouette will not go scot-free for me confound it why for the very reason that the schoolmaster will defend her i will double her dose listen my man to me i have a better plan for avenging the chouette's brutalities to goualeuse which i will tell you hereafter now said rodolph moving a few paces from goualeuse and speaking low now will you render me a real service name it master rodolph the chouette does not know you i saw her yesterday for the first time at the tapis franc this is what you must do hide yourself first but when you see her come close to you get out of this hole and twist her neck no defer that for a time to-day only prevent her from speaking to the tall man he seeing some one with her will not approach and if he does do not leave her alone for a moment he cannot make his proposal before you if the man thinks me curious i know what to do he is neither the schoolmaster nor master rodolph i will follow the chouette like her shadow and the man shall not say a word that i do not overhear 
he will then be off and after that i will have one little turn with the chouette i must have it it will be such a sweet drop for me not yet the one-eyed hag does not know whether you are a thief or not no not unless the schoolmaster has talked of me to her and i told her that i did not do business in that line if he have he must appear to have altered your ideas on that subject i yes ten thousand thunders monsieur rodolph what do you mean indeed truly i don't like it it does not suit me to play such a farce as that you shall only do what you please but you will not find that i shall suggest any infamous plan to you the tall man once driven away you must try and talk over the chouette as she will be very savage at having missed the good haul she expected you must try and smooth her down by telling her that you know of a capital bit of business which may be done and that you are then waiting for your comrade and that if the schoolmaster will join you there is a lump of money to be made well well after waiting with her for an hour you may say my mate does not come and so the job must be put off and then you may make an appointment with the chouette and the schoolmaster for to-morrow at an early hour you understand me quite and this evening at ten o'clock meet me at the corner of the champs elysees and the allée des veuves and i will tell you more if it is a trap look out the schoolmaster is a scoundrel you have beaten him and no doubt he will kill you if he can have no fear by jove it is a rum start but do as you like with me i do not hesitate for something tells me that there is a rod and pickle for the schoolmaster and the chouette one word though if you please monsieur rodolph say it i do not think you are the man to lay a trap and set the police on the schoolmaster he is an arrant blackguard who deserves a hundred deaths but to have them arrested that i will not have a hand in nor i my boy but i have a score to wipe off with him and the chouette because they are in a plot with others against me but we two will baffle them completely if you will lend me your assistance of course i will and if that is to be the game i am your man but quick quick cried the chourineur down there i see the head of the chouette i know it is her bonnet go go and i will drop into my hole to-night then at ten o'clock at the corner of the champs elysees and the allée des veuves all right fleur de marie had not heard a word of the latter part of the conversation between the chourineur and rodolph and now entered again into the coach with her travelling companion End of chapter nine